great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Caver Chronicles podcast, the podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week is the president of Big Fedora Marketing, founder of Terrificon, Mitch Haylock. Mitchick, how you doing? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you today? Same old, you know, little uh, Sunday afternoon relaxing. Uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to Terrificon relaxing i wonder what that's like i wonder what that's like tell me what that's like send me a postcard from the planet relax i would love to see that the funny thing is i'm only relax i'm only relaxing from now until my kids wake up from their naps oh well there you go i've done that i've just driven back and forth to maryland all week dropping my other son off at university of maryland yeah. and getting all there but people people don't want to hear about being good parents <laughs> no i don't want to hear about being bad parents we can have some good stories <laughs> So, so you've been busy, you know, getting ready for TerrificCon. You're the founder of TerrificCon. Uh-huh. How did you, uh, so you started that in 2012. How did you uh, get that going? Well, a long, long ago, when I was a kid, well, comic books since the day my dad gave me my first two, which were Detective Comics, I think it's 427, and The Shadow. So I read those books, and then I knew how to draw. So, fast forward my whole life, I went to go work at Marvel, had a chance to do that, they didn't pay enough, said forget it, so went into the world of graphic design, uh, advertising agencies, marketing, event planning, doing trade shows, so lo and behold, the opportunity to produce and organize a Comic Con falls into my lap, I could do that because hell, I've done shows in Vegas and, you know, 20,000 people, how hard could this be? Plus, it's something I actually know about, you know, comic books. Yeah. So we did that, and uh, I produced that sucker. Organized. What it's like is anybody who's ever done any event, if you got married, if you had a kid's birthday party, it's all the same. It's just the amount of people that show up and the theme of it all. So just picture having a kid's birthday party, 3,000 people the first time out. That was what it was like. So I was like, holy Jesus, this is a lot. But... It's all about comic books, and everybody there was all into comics. So, you know, it was this, like, love fest going on, like a Woodstock thing. Everybody was just like, this is so awesome. Yeah. Look at this. Everybody loves to draw. Everybody loves comics. This is great. So if your attendees are all psyched, it makes the day go by quicker. Yeah. So we did a couple of those, 3,000. Then the next year, we just had 5,000 people showed up, and then the fire marshal showed up. He wasn't into comics. He wasn't happy. And he's like, there's too many people here. I was like, hey, isn't that great? He's like, no, it's not great. You're <laughs> over the limits. Oh, okay. So he says, you know, great job. Everybody loves you. The town loves you. The fans love you. But you can't come back. Okay. So then we go to a hockey arena, big old hockey arena. You know, like they have rock concerts there. This is great. We got all this room. Look at this. Built the whole place in one, <laughs> one weekend. <laughs> 15,500, their fire marshals were like, there's too many people here. I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do? we got to find a bigger boat. So then the Mohegan Sun calls and says, hey man, like what you do, we got a bigger boat, why don't you come over here? And I was a little skeptical. 
because I don't gamble on stuff. I'm like, nah, I don't know about a casino, man. You know, I got kids. I don't think this is a place to bring kids. It's all like, because I'm thinking Vegas, you know, those movies where you see like the showgirls yeah. and the mobsters hanging out. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I don't see somebody dressed as Doc walking on, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not like that at all. I was like, oh, this is like Disney World. It's huge. It's got restaurants. It's got shops. It's clean. It's got a beautiful hotel. It's totally not what I expected to. And believe it or not, there's family-friendly activities going on there. I was like, oh, I didn't know this because they have like basketball tournaments and rock concerts and uh, freaking Star Wars in concert. They had a lot of fan uh, events going on there. So it was a cool idea to bring a comic book convention to a, um, a casino because no one had really ever done that around here. And 18,000 people showed up. And I was like, oh my God. So the only problem is, if it's a problem, is just trying to top last year's show every year. So the first year's fantastic or terrific. And then we do another one, and that's terrific. And then you do another one, and that's terrific. And then we go, let's do video games. So I start doing video game conventions. Those are all good. And now I'm doing this next one, too. So what it is is you just do the best comic book convention you can. You bring as much uh, stuff that folks want to see, guests and uh, actors and you know comic book creators and all that stuff, and then great dealers and vendors where they can buy cool Funkos and comic books and yeah. artwork. And then you put on some great panels, too, because that's what the real trick to anybody out there listening who wants to do a comic book convention is you got to have a good content, okay? You can't just throw a tent up and put a couple comic books out there and, you know, get an artist and say, here you go. If you don't have something that people want to come and see and remember and talk about because there was a particular panel that they went to and the guest talked about a subject that they never heard about or revealed a brand new project they're working on that's the stuff that people remember you know and that's the stuff they talk about and that's the real trick uh is just coming up with good content so there it's a long-winded you know two-hour answer for a 30-second question but <laughs> that's, that's how it all happens yeah. yeah um so how do you like how do you decide who you want to get to come out to your con for like guests well <laughs> that's the cool thing about being a, a 52 year old man who's been reading comics since he was five. I got 47 years of backlog and TV and movie and toys and all that fun, never grow up attitude. So I honestly just get the people I like. Everybody at these shows, I'm a fan of their work. I mean, I'm either a fan of their art or their storytelling or their television programs or movies. So that's, that's how I decide I'm doing it. So, and then the thing of it is I know I'm getting old, but I have, my great advisors, which are my teenage boys. I got, well, actually one's a 20 year old now, the other one's 18. So I just say, Hey kids, what's cool. And they're like, Oh God, dad, come on. So I just asked them, so I have a good marketing uh, database to go to. I have uh, young adults who will tell me if uh, a certain guest that I, I think is cool is not, or they'll tell me dad, you gotta get these things. Don't you know what Morty is? Like, what is that? So like rigor mortis, what, what is going on? So they explain to me what's going on. And uh, and I go to the comic book shop every Wednesday. I'm there for a good hour or so, and I just listen to what people want. And I go to comic book conventions every weekend, and I go to comic book shops constantly. 
And I just listen. That's all you got to really do. You got to just listen to what people want and just serve it up to them. That's yeah. what you do. I mean, the good thing yeah, about man. the good thing about these cons too is like you don't even have to be a big fan of comic books. It's just the atmosphere that you go in, and you know, as you as long as yeah. you're, as long as you're a fan of pop culture, you're gonna have a yeah. a great time going to these things. Yeah, that's why I said earlier. It's kind of like Woodstock. It's like you might not like the Almond Brothers, but you do like you know Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. But you don't like Jimi Hendrix, but you like Jefferson Airplane. But there's so much of that going on, you know, that you just caught up in the atmosphere and the vibe that the room just lifts you up. Yeah. And maybe because they're pumping oxygen into the uh, the, the, the ventilation the system. Too. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> high kite. Who's that too? Uh, who are some of your favorite pa- uh, past guests that you had uh, on the con? Oh well, Roy Thomas, uh, who was uh, handpicked by Stanley to replace him back in the late '60s, early '70s as editor-in-chief. He is a constant uh, guest. This will be his uh, one, two, three. I think this is Roy's third or fourth time coming in, and he's kind of like our permanent guest. He's my favorite because he's got like a walking encyclopedia of comic book knowledge, the stuff that he worked on at Marvel and DC, but he also knows everything prior to that in the Golden and Silver Age. And so many of the movies that you see now, like The Avengers, uh, the, the television programs, they're based on stories and characters that Roy came up with. So he's kind of like having Stanley there, and uh, he'll give you um, histories about what happened and why this character's doing this and that. So he's probably my favorite guest, and he'll be back again uh, in a couple weeks yeah. at Terrific Con. Uh, then the next one, I'd say John Wesley Shipp, who was at the show I did here in Trumbull, Connecticut. He called me up. He was the original Flash. Yep. And I didn't know what he'd been doing since that show. This was before the new Flash show came out. And he called me up. He said, hey, man, I'm John Wesley Ship. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. I'll do the Flash. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm in town doing a movie for Sci-Fi Channel. Any chance you can give me a table or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I brought him. But anyway, would remember who he was. And, uh, he freaking line went crazy and he got into it. He loved the, the whole atmosphere and he jumped on stage. We were doing a comedy skit with the local DJ here about Superman losing his powers because he drank a kryptonite cocktail. <laughs> and the guy that was playing Superman was in the bathroom and he wasn't there. So we were like, Is there a Superman in the house to save the day? And we're looking in the crowd and we're like, Where the hell's the Superman guy? And somebody goes, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> so now we're up on stage trying to stall. And the audience doesn't know that there's anything wrong. And we do, though, because we're like, how long are we going to stand here? So out of nowhere, John Ship comes running up on stage. I'm not a Superman, but I am the fastest man alive. I'll <laughs> do the So he got in, and then Superman came running in from the men's room. Like, sorry about that. I have to go relieve my super bladder. Ship has come to my show at least three or four times as well. And, and when he's even not at our show, yeah. he's always proclaiming, you know, how cool it is. And he'll post things like, hey, man, go to Terrificon because, you know, Mitch is cool and the show's cool. So John's one of the, my favorite guests because he's just a really, really nice guy. And uh, he'll do anything for you. So those those are probably my two favorite guests, John Ship and Roy Thomas. Yeah, I remember watching the uh, the original Flash with him. Uh, I mean, I'm 41 years old, so I remember that it was on Channel Three when we were young watching that. Yeah, 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 CBS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on Saturday nights, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do you have any? Uh, before we get into like a few more of this year's terrific con, what are who are like some of your dream guests that you would love to get to come on? Oh, 
geez, without a doubt, of course, would be Stanley. And we were, I can tell you now, we were working on getting Stanley this year a lot. But there's been a lot of troubles he's had with his man moves and his health. And even until like about two months ago, we were still talking about bringing him in, but he's just not well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's 95. He lost his wife last year after 70 years of marriage. He had some um, lung infection and just had a lot of stuff. But I heard from the grapevine that he's kind of retired from doing conventions and he just, you know, autographs things out of that. Which is fine. The man's deserved oh, yeah. uh, a rest. Yeah. So he would be in my favor. If I could bring anybody, it would be Stanley. Uh, of course, I'd say Harrison Ford, but he would never do it. If he was there, it would be like pulling teeth because oh, yeah. I've met him twice. I've met him twice. He's, he's not He's not acting. When he tells you he doesn't want to be bothered, he's, that's who he is. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I know people would say Robert Downey Jr., but that's probably never going to happen because I don't have $5 million. Uh, let's see. Chris Evans is cool. I've met him. He's good with fans. Uh, one of the best guys I've ever met with fans I'd love to have on the show is Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon okay. in the Marvel movies. That dude is just hysterical. He'll talk to you and you know, he'll fool around joke with you so he's very fan friendly art uh john romita senior uh my favorite artist of all time uh him and stan when i did uh spider-man that was my favorite john byrne would be another one who's right up the road here in stanford connecticut who just won't do comic book conventions he does he's doing boston this year but it's an idw star trek panel thing it's not let's talk about x-men or something uh, uh oh, let's see Byrne. Romita, pretty much everybody else I've I've had uh, at the show when it comes to comic art and stuff, you know. Yeah. So about this year's guests, uh, who are you looking forward to yeah. for this year? I mean, I know Ralph Macchio oh. is huge, and I mean, I'm excited just to go meet Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah, wax on, wax off, Daniel Sun. Yeah. Um, he's cool. Uh, Henry Winkler of all people is a fantastic dude. He, uh, I grew up little older than you so i grew up watching fonzie and happy days so he was my like tv girl so it's kind of cool that he's there lou ferrigno is another yeah, one because i'm excited he, about the that. hulk man i mean he can't uh you can't get away from the fact that before cgi this dude was it he's a mountain of muscle oh yeah uh who else am i looking forward to seeing? oh jim starlin who's the guy behind thanos and the infinity gauntlet and all those billion dollar movies that marvel makes if it wasn't for jim's imagination and art you wouldn't have Thanos and Drax the Destroyer and Gamora. A lot of the Guardians people are all from Jim's imagination. I'm looking forward to him. And then we got a lot of new people, too. A lot of new creators. Ryan Stegman, who's been one of my favorite artists for years. He's now in the Venom comic. He's going to be there. Uh, great writers like Nick Spencer, who just took over Spider-Man last week, the brand-new Spider-Man at Marvel. He'll be here. And we have Charles Soule, who does Daredevil and Darth Vader and Wolverine. He does so many books at Marvel. It's not funny. Uh, those are some of the the cooler folks I'm looking to see. Then Frank Cho, brilliant artist, does a lot of good covers and such lately. He's very covers. He's going to be there. It's just so many of them. And then my my biggest biggest problem with the show is I can't even get ten minutes to talk to every single one because there are so many guests this year. Yeah, we've got the biggest guest list ever that. I'm going to be running around on roller gates just trying to say hello to everybody. And you have more guests. You're, you're announcing more guests as well, right? I am. The show's in my... And I've got one that's going to go up tomorrow. 
Uh, I'll announce him. And he's kind of a cool guest that my likes, and I like him of some of the work he's done. And he's also into animation, so he's going to be a, one of those crossover guests that does multiple projects that everyone's going to like to see. And we've got another guest that I'm working on that I just can't announce yet because I have to see if they're cleared from their uh, production schedule to be here. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. And um, that's the thing when you deal with these folks that are really busy, you have to make sure that they've got the time to fly in from Los Angeles. Well, I know you had the the show. You had the cast of uh, Punisher coming on. And uh, I did. Yeah. 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 That was a big, uh, unfortunate thing a week ago. John Bernthal, who was Shane, and he's on the uh, the Walking Dead. He was on the Walking Dead. He's on. He's the guy's working. He got Walking Dead, and they still put him back this year for an episode. So this guy doesn't stop working. Yeah. So we got a note saying that he had wrapped the Punisher two series earlier than expected in New York. They didn't have to do any reshoots. So instead of taking a week off, this dude just signed up for another project with Christian Bale. So he's going to start filming it, but the thing is they moved up the whole production by a week, and instead of being around for Terrificon, he's already going off to film a movie the week before us, so they said yeah. he couldn't do it. And we were on the phone for all week, and I was like, can he do it for one day? And then we went back and forth to see if he could just drive up on Saturday, but like, no, he can't do it for just Saturday because he's going to go back to the set the next day. And so unfortunately... We couldn't get Burnthal, but they've already said, you're the first on the list for next year. I'm like, all right, I'll probably be working on 20 things then, too, so call me then. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, because no, yeah, I know you had him and Jason Moore. I had Jason Moore on the podcast uh, last year. He's a great guy to talk to also. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, they, they were both doing uh, the Punisher. Actually, we had the guy that played Microchip as well, originally, and then he got sent to Spain to go do a movie, so I took him off. And then Moore's doing something else, so it's like, you know what, this it's not easy to book working actors. Yeah. When you're an actor nowadays, you don't know when your next job's coming. Yeah. So if they call you up and say, hey, dude, we got a job tomorrow, you do it, because that might be the thing that people see you in, and then that launches you into another project. So you never turn down a job when you're a, a working actor. Yeah. But that's just, that's what happened, man. Yeah. What, uh, what panels are you looking forward to this year? Well, I was doing that today. Uh, I'm putting the program together uh, for the printer, so I'm laying it out. I actually, one panel I really want to see, because I come up with all the ideas of them, and then I have people videotape them so I can watch them later on because I can't be there to see them all, uh, is the one about the toy comic books. Okay. Because we have the guys that made the Micronauts, and this is before you, the Micronauts was a toy comic, and then we also have uh, G.I. Joe, which was a big, uh, toy, but it was also a cool comic book as well. And then there was a DC uh, a book called The Superpowers, and then they made books on He-Man, comic books on He-Man. So we have all the artists and writers who worked on those books. So that's one panel I just want to be like, what was it like? You know, did, 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 what inspired you? Did the toys make these guys come up with the stories, or did they come up with the ideas and stories that the toy manufacturer went to, you know, went to market with their creation? So the that one's really interesting to me on what happened between the marketing and the Then the other one we is uh, Jim Starlin and Roy Thomas are sitting down to do the history of the Marvel Cosmic Universe. Like everything that's been going on from Galactus to Infinity to, you know, 
Thanos and all that stuff. So that's going to be a good one too. And then we've got Marvel's uh, current CEO, or I'm sorry, you know, chief. We call editor in chief, editor in chief, uh, CB Sabolsky, who's also from Connecticut, and he's coming down. This will be his first con appearance since he took over the new job as the head dude at Marvel Comics, and he's going to sit down and talk about all the new projects that Marvel's into. So I'm looking forward to that one. And just a Black Panther panel. I couldn't uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that one. We've got Don McGregor, who wrote mostly all the characters that you've seen the big Black Panther movie that came out. And then we've got a guy, Charles uh, Christopher Priest, who worked on the, uh, the run of the Black Panther in the 90s and the 2000s. That's really popular. Mm-hmm. That's Justice League. That's going to be a good one. And then my favorite one is the Comic Book Man panel with my boys from the Secret Stash in Jersey that are now unemployed because they got canceled. But we do those panels every year, and it's like a laugh fight because we just break each other's stones for 45, 50 minutes. And it's it's kids. It's definitely PG-13 or R-rated. And we just turn the microphones on and lock the doors, and we just go at it with each other. So it's me, Ming Chen, Brian Johnson, and Mike Zapsik just upstairs on stage fighting with each other. And then we take uh, questions from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and we also turns out to be a free-for-all. Yeah. We start going at That's a fun panel. If you can see one, just check that one out. That's going to be on Sunday. Sunday. All right. Yeah, I'm going there uh, Friday and Saturday. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll videotape that one. There you go. All right. So, uh, and lastly, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media and websites and all that stuff? Oh, man, that's a good question. Well, first, let's go let me piece of bills. TerrificCon.com. Terrific, T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N.com. See, I learned how to spell terrific doing this job because I used to always like, is there two F's and one R or two R's and one F? There's two R's and one F. So there, TerrificCon.com. We have Facebook pages, Instagram pages, uh, Twitter pages. So if you go there, you'll see all the links to that on Facebook and the rest of it. So go to TerrificCon.com, and I'm on a weekly podcast just like you, uh, the Power Cosmic Podcast, where we talk about the guests that are coming on Terrificon and what's been going on behind the scenes. And I'm on another podcast for 12 years now about Indiana Jones, believe it or not. There's this podcast about Indiana Jones for 12 years. Wow. What we talk about, it's called the IndieCast.com. And... Uh, I think that's it. Indycast, Power Cosmic, Terrificon. Yeah, I gotta get a re- do something else because this is too much, too much fun I'm having here. There, you know. There you go. All right. Well, I, I want to thank you for coming on. This was a blast, and uh, you know, looking forward to it this year too. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Follow them on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll catch you next time.